Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Friday. We're still in our temporary studio. Hopefully, we'll get this fixed by early next week. Happy Friday for those of you who are live. Happy whatever day of week it is for you that you're tuning in. We're right now at the in this unique week in the Jewish calendar. It's called Aseret Yemei Teshuvah, the 10 days of Tshuva. And we are uh, really in the beginning of the year. So this is an incredible time for all of us in terms of our growth. What we started to talk about yesterday was the concept of energy. It's such a critical idea, at least I think, because, you know, a lot of times when you get into this world of um, things that are not necessarily as clear as the mind when you say things about thought and brains, it, it seems like it makes sense. It's, it seems sophisticated. But when you say things like energy, people dismiss it. They dismiss energy. They think that you can win with mind alone. They think that talent wins. And it's not true. Like, it's just not true. If you look at look at people from all over the place. Yeah, people with incredible talent can step ahead, but it's energy that really makes the difference. In sports, we have a word for energy. It's called hustle for the non-sports fans. Hustle is hard to explain. It's just the ability to dive on the floor. I remember when I was seventh grade I was in the basketball team elementary school and my eighth grade year uh, the coach gave us the gift if you will the of coming to tryouts to watch you know the new team I was an eighth grader I was a little kid so we felt so important and we spent two days on tryouts and we like took you know down who the best players were and we spoke about it and we hocked about it and where we had our list, the coach said, okay, you present your list to me and I'll, you know, you guys are the eighth graders. You're the seniors in the team. You know, I want you to feel like you're a part of it and I'll present my list. So we spent two days thinking about it. The coach doesn't write down anything. The last few minutes of the last practice, he scribbles down a few names. We, you know, practice is over. We share our list. He puts on his list and it's literally like an identical list. We're like, it took us two days. Like it took you like five minutes. I'll never forget what he said to us. He said, what you were analyzing was who the best players are. And that he goes, listen, you need to be talented enough to play basketball. He goes, I could smell hustle. I could smell the hustle. Right. Meaning I can sense immediately who has the energy. You're in seventh grade. You're in sixth grade. You're in eighth grade. If you're not, if you're not hand-eye coordinated, you, Obviously, you can dive on the floor all day. You got to get into the game. But this difference between two people with the same talent, that you, after two days, are trying to figure out what it is that you like most. At my age, he's like, I could smell it. Those people that have the energy, they'll grow. They'll grow. In, in the corporate world, when we talk about hiring people, we talk about always looking for two things. They got to be humble and hungry. That's it. 
again, you got to be talented enough. But you take somebody with that that has humility, it means he wants to learn, and it's hungry. That means he has energy. You can build something. And so when we look at our year, we look at our lives, we have to be honest with our energy levels. When I mean energy, I don't mean like you wake up in the morning like with pom-poms, right? You know I'm not going there. I hope if if we've been together long enough, you know I'm not saying like hip, hip, hooray, right? We're not, no, no. I'm talking about a consistent, positive flow of internal energy that you bring to your day, that you bring to your life. I'm talking about an intangible that presents itself when you you deal with challenge. I'm talking about a feeling you have when days turn to weeks and the variety and the newness starts to peel off and now you got to actually get the job done. I'm talking about whether or not you are a, as they say in Yiddish, a kvetcher. If you kvetch all the time, if something is always a problem, if you're always on the phone with somebody kvetching about something, there are kvetchers in this world. Kvetch, for those who are not familiar, is like, it's like the Yiddish way of saying complain, but it's so much more than complain. It's kvetch. It's like a different expression. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's deeper than complaining. It comes from your gut, right? A kvetcher isn't just a complainer. It's a deeper experience. There are people that are just kvetchers at everything. That's what I mean. Non-kvetchers. If we're being honest with ourselves and we want to have a great year, we got to take stock. Like we got to be real. We got to give ourselves a grade. Like if I would ask you to give yourself a grade, one to 10, 10, again, 10 doesn't mean like you get up in the morning and you're like screaming. Like you're not like, you know, doing jumping jacks when you brush your teeth. Like let's leave the caricatures for later. 10 means you wake up in the morning and you're ready to roll. Always. You're on. You're on. You come home from work and you're on and you feel great. I don't mean on like you're faking it. Like you, you walk into a room and you're ready. Like you're, you, you see a challenge and the challenge hits you. You bounce back and you go. 10, always. One, you're, you're, you're dragging it nine o'clock in the morning, right? At, at, at 1030, you're like turning to your office, man. You're like, I can't, so is they over yet? two o'clock you're like you know your eyes are like you're you know you're nodding off it's life is too difficult for you and you're on the train like playing candy crush at 5 30 that's probably like a three one to ten how do you deal with your life i'd write it down if you're journaling this is a good time to open up a page in the journal and if you're not journaling, take out a piece of paper. And if you really want to do this right, like if you really want to get this, if you really want to get this, pick three people in your life that won't laugh at you and ask them to, to rate you. Say, I want to rate my energy level. 
like, am I enthusiastic about life? Do I approach things with energy and vigor? Like, one to ten. Ten, I'm always ready to roll. One, I'm never ready to roll. Where would you put me? You can use, you know, point something. It doesn't have to be just round numbers. Let's get in it. You should, you should do this for yourself. Get an honest read. Write down your number. Ask some people in your life, maybe your kids, maybe your spouse, maybe your closest colleagues, maybe your friends, maybe your parents. Where would you rate me one to 10 in energy? How much energy do I bring into my day? How much energy do I bring into my life? Because remember, we're building something here together with God's help. We, we, we began with direction. Now we need, we need energy to get there, right? We gotta, we, we, we spent the first, whatever, few weeks on where to focus the arrow so that when you let the arrow go, it goes to the bullseye. Now we got to make sure we're focusing on pulling the arrow back, right? Now that the bow is focused in the right direction, we got to pull the string back to make sure that it is, has enough energy to propel itself to an actual target. Because if you have no gunpowder, I don't care how good your sniper range is, you can nail that target, but there's nothing pulling, pushing that bullet to go the distance. It ain't going. So you can be the best sniper in the world, but if your bullet's going five feet, you ain't killing anybody. You can have ways plugged in perfectly into your, but if you got no gas, you ain't driving around, you ain't driving anywhere. We now, I hope, and we'll, we'll circle back are trying to focus ourselves to something. But if we don't take stock with what we have to get us there, we ain't going nowhere. And this, by the way, is one of the great traps of change. Is that we think that change starts and ends with our minds. It starts with our minds. And once we know what to do, we now assume that I have all the discipline and energy that I have inside me to get there. And we did this a year ago when we spoke about discipline. And the reason why we always, we, we seem to trip up a lot in our changing is that we don't factor in the gas. We don't factor in what it's going to take. We don't factor in what I'm going to do as a strategy to draw more energy into my day so that I'm able to propel my abilities towards my dreams. And so once we figure out our dreams, we just sort of like go back to life and then we don't accomplish it. And we're like, why? And we spoke a year ago about the, the, the science of discipline, right? And ego depletion. That's a big piece of it, which we'll probably review at some point, but I don't want to get there yet. I want to first just recognize this issue. I want it to this, I want this issue to seep in so that we, we like all comply it to our own lives here. The energy that I need to be successful. If I look at what I want to accomplish, if I do it right, right? With the, with the last piece being, I think the most important. What can I control? And what can't I control? 
And if I look at what I have right now, the disconnect between us is not just where I'm going. It's how am I going to get there? And if you look at your life right now, I would guess that one of the great reasons why you're not there, why we're not there, because I'm 100% a part of this, is that we don't have a strategy to find more energy. We have a limited amount of discipline, no question, but we have a resource inside us called our soul, and we don't really have a baked-in strategy for how to dig into that soul to draw out more energy. And so we have whatever we have in our minds, but we're living in the world of the finite mind and we're living in the world of ego depletion and of discipline. If you remember that the, 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 the studies of Baumaster, if you don't, we can review it at some point. But we haven't thought about, wait a second, there's the finite amount of discipline, but I thought I come from an infinite being. I thought I'm connected to a deeper source. I thought that divine energy is inside me. How do I tap some of that? Because I can use a little divine energy, right? We can all use a little divine energy. How do I get it? How do I, how do I start to get it? So that's what we want to really figure out. And the way you begin by figuring it out is take stock as to where you are. You got to take stock as to what you think your number is. You got You need an accounting. Because if you don't have a good start, you're not going to see your own progress and you're not going to see your growth. Part of this world of energy is the recognition of your own growth, which will then create more internal inspiration, which will then allow you to delve into more energy. Because what's blocking, in my opinion, you from the energy that's inside you is you. It's not what you have. It's the block that's in the way. I remember, and I'll be talking about this in Timeless Lessons, I think, this week. Because I've been thinking about this recently. And a buddy of mine that um, that was a real great go-getter. We were in high school together. And great, like great guy. We went to Israel for the year and he just like changed. Like I couldn't really describe it. He changed. He was more lethargic. He slept a lot more. Even when he joined in the activities, he was, he seemed more exhausted. And at first we chalked it up to like, you know, jet lag. And then we chalked it up to like, you know, time differences and then we talked it up to like he wasn't, he didn't eat the same way. And then we said, listen, when you're, we all went from high school to, you know, a Talmud Academy. So like we went from like ball running around to like more sitting and studying. Maybe that was it. And like, no one really could figure out what it was that like changed this guy. And we were concerned. So we, at some point, like, you know, spoke to his rabbi and his rabbi sort of got involved and also tried to figure it out. And like, he didn't know something happened. He just like dropped like energy levels, you know, like he was like a seven and now he was like a three. 
So the rabbi goes into his dorm room and he walks around and he's talking to him and it dawns on him as to what's going on. The way, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, in Israel, they have these shades that are different than in America. I don't know how it is now, but in Hebrew, it's called trisim. It's hard to describe what they are. It's almost like if you would see like the, if you only, it's like almost like a cross between like, you know, like a bunker and shades. Now, you know how you have like shades in your house, but like the sun gets through them. You know what I'm talking about? Like you, you lower them and raise them, but like it's not really black. In Israel, in the dorm rooms, they have these shades where like it, like a, like a little bit of plastic like drops and then another plastic drops, another plastic drops and they fit into each other like a puzzle piece. So when you lower the shades in your room, at least in the dorms that we had, it wasn't like the way you have shades in your bedroom where like in the morning, like you can see it's morning. It's just like you're in a bunker. And so the room is pitch black. So this guy happened to have a dorm room where the windows of this dorm room all had these trees in and his roommates used them every night. The other rooms that had it, they used it sometimes, but not really. And so when you woke up in the morning, when you went back to your room in the afternoon, when you operated out of your room you were constantly getting normal sunlight it just happens to be that the way this room was positioned the one window whatever and his roommate's preferences these guys left these tree sim these shades up and so the room was constantly whatever day and time it was black and what is something that we take for granted sunlight wake up in the morning sunlight you go back to him in the afternoon sunlight when this kid went to his room because of who he was i guess the lack of the days mornings afternoon sunlight it like sucked his energy out never forget it rabbi walked into his room and everyone was like concerned should we send him home should we see a doctor should we see a therapist rabbi's like hold on a second he just lifted the shades. He's like, just leave it for a week. We're like, what? That's your brilliance, Rabbi? Like, lifting shades? Like, relax. We got this. You know, like, we're 17. We're from America. One week, the kid was totally fine. He had it in him. Something was blocking it. There was something blocking him from being able to tap into the natural abilities that he had that's how it works with energy we have it in us something's blocking us something around us is a shade that is blocking what our normal natural growth oriented stimuli from coming into ourselves Around us, if you will, are these tight shades that, that create a blackness around us, a darkness around us. And so when we, we look out into the world, we don't get that sunlight. We don't get nourished by the world around us. We 
We don't get inspired by the world around us. We don't get the natural sunlight that our soul needs so that we can feel more alive. Once we understand what's blocking each and every one of us, we will naturally, I believe, feel more energetic. All right, let's think about this. I have some homework for the weekend for you guys. Number one, do this. Give yourself a score. Tell two or three people and let them give you a score too. Let's see what your score is. Number two, start to think about this. What's blocking your energy? What thing on the outside is creating a darkness that blocks your energy? All right, we'll pick this up with God's help. Have an amazing weekend. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again next week.